Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. And gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live World One. Your inside look into combat sports. So let it be written. So let it be done. Brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pull up some dust and sit down. And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Pedro Fernandez. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, live, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios in San Francisco, California. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. 35, make that 36 plus years now. Of knocking out all bums, often imitated and then reduplicated. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Welcome to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, two hours today. This is the Sunday edition live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 211, like uh, SB Nation Sports, and like a thousand other internet platforms. Bottom line is, we're kicking ass for the next two hours. The Godfather Larry Merch will be here in just a bit, of course. The retired HBO godfather, always trying to get some wisdom out of him. 89 years old and sharp as attacking. Get this. I throw questions at him like a dart at a dartboard. I just like just pull out a question, just throw it. Larry's ready to rock. So Larry will be here in a few minutes and we'll spend some time with the retired HBO godfather today. We'll also bring in a friend of mine that passed away in 2011. Of course, I'm talking about Gennaro Hernandez, Chicanito, the former world champion, 130 pounds, 120. He was just a class act. I mean, he from from I've never met a classier, nicer man in my entire life, let alone the world of boxing, than Gennaro Hernandez. Of course, Gennaro Hernandez passed away from cancer. So we've got the good, the bad, and the ugly of Gennaro Hernandez. Of course, his last couple of interviews with myself in Ring Talk Live Worldwide back before he passed. Straight up, we've got Gennaro today, we've got Larry today, we'll talk to the UFC, of course, boxing last night at ESPN, and what can I say, I'm not all that impressed. At the end of the day, boxing is back to an extent, and I guess that is something good to talk about. The UFC rocked as well, we'll talk about that and more. You are tuned to Ring Talk, live worldwide, baby, but if you didn't know it by now, what can I say? Decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Welcome back to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. If you're confused as I am during this pandemic crisis, don't let your befuddlement take your eye off the ball, boxing fans. And no, I'm not talking about boxing. Today is Father's Day 2020. Most of us, most of us will enjoy a day, a uh, nice day, albeit social distancing style. But at the same time, we're all filling our guts with food and bubbly. There are countless people on the streets of the United States and its na- San Francisco, especially in its neighboring cities. Some of them fathers going through trash cans to eat. Open your eyes next time you're at a stoplight, and some guy might be construed as a vagrant. In fact, somebody who's really somebody's father who took a wrong turn somewhere. No, it's not my intent to bum you out this morning. I'm not trying to start the show on a negative. But to ignore and drive by starving people is what most of us do. 
people say, hey, Pedro, you know, you're an ex-San Francisco policeman. Why should we just arrest people laying on the sidewalk and put them in jail? No, making poverty a crime in the world's richest country was not what James Madison and company had in mind when they formed this country in the 1700s. Straight up, the homeless situation, we broke it down into a few different categories. Of course, the mentally challenged, the economically challenged, and of course, what can I say, people who just don't, don't want to don't want to be part of society. There is, or there is a, a a portion of people like that. But being a former policeman and not just some tickets issuing civil servant, I led my watch in felony arrest quite often. I look around San Francisco and I see the filthy rich techies just step over and around people begging for food on the sidewalk. Hey man, that's absolutely killing. In closing, while the tech companies have have brought great fortune to San Francisco, they and the people that run them for the most part. Bring with them the attitude that's all too familiar to me in San Francisco in 2020. For when it comes to rich people, if ever there was a time they needed to step up and pay people, it was right now. They need to recognize the homeless. Father's Day 2020, you're driving by somebody at one of those stoplights, guess what? Don't have to roll down the window a lot. Roll it down like a half inch or an inch and slide a $5 bill out the window. Make somebody's day. Father's Day 2020. Now, we take it from the city by the bay. Of Southern California, bringing the retired HBO Godfather, Mr. Larry Merchant. A happy Father's Day to you, sir. And uh, back at you. <laughs> and trying to feed the hungry, trying to, Godfather, just trying to do my part to feed the hungry, man. I watch these people coming in here, and, you know, I, I live in San Francisco, and it's considered, like, the richest city in the world, or one of them, and I, I, every, I watch it on the way in. I mean, I could probably count 50, 60, 50 or 60 people on different street corners and stuff on driving in that are that are hungry and, and down and downtrodden, this kind of good stuff, and, and they're just being ignored. Well, we have a, some of that uh, down here as well, a uh, lineup of bedraggled tents um, next to a, a military um, cemetery. Oh, and um, I don't know if they're veterans, um, but they've got a a one room tent. Yeah, and and, and the, you know it's funny is that I said to a I said to a friend of mine I said to him and he doesn't realize how 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 harsh he really is sometimes in his response. But I said to him I said you know these tents I said these tents are all over San Francisco and he goes you know it's a good thing. I said, what do you mean it's a good thing as well compared to sleeping on the sidewalk no no the bottom line is people probably shouldn't be on the sidewalk in this city you know when I was a policeman and, and I'll end it with this one when I was a policeman in 1981 Mayor Diane Feinstein now the senator from the great state of California she um, directed us personally as police officers working the midnight watch to count homeless people in the community in 1981, we had never done this, and I became, and we had never, they, the police department had never done this before in 81 and 82, and there was all these homeless people, like like in mass on the streets of San Francisco, and they couldn't figure out why until we realized that good old Ronald Reagan closed down all of the federal mental hospitals and put these people on the street. So a lot of the folks that are on the street are just mentally ill and need, need, need medical help, Godfather. Again, the Affordable Care Act. Well, I can uh, vaguely recall um, that there was a movement to uh, um, empty out... Um, 
those kinds of institutions uh, on the theory that people would uh, come around. Um, I was kind of interested in that because when I was back in college, I wrote a series of articles on the state mental institution uh, in town, Norman, Oklahoma. Um, so I've always had a sort of sideline view of that world. Uh, it was a little naive putting the people out and hoping they would just act, acclimatize themselves because some of them had uh, real problems that uh, transcended uh, a, a good morning from the local cop. You know, um, I, I worked. I worked in a barber college. My uncle ran a barber college here in San Francisco, and I worked in Skid Row as a kid, a real young kid. And I got to watch, and I got to witness. Plus, my family had some drug issues, some alcohol issues. But I got to witness firsthand what alcohol does to people. And like, it was a wake up. I mean, Godfather. If you can't look at something and learn from history, and that's what's wrong with today's world, I think, is that for the most part, we don't look back at history. Today's generation doesn't look back at history. Obviously, the, the presidential president doesn't know anything about history, but they don't recognize history and what we can learn from history. I mean, I studied the pandemic flu. Do you think I wanted to study the 1918-1919 pandemic flu and the return of the flu? No, but I want to know what we were up against in this pandemic, so I studied that. And But people don't study history. Why are people so afraid of history? Because what goes on in the culture is very deep, and people don't want to fight against whatever their local culture is. Uh, and there are a lot of, how should I put it, stupid people out there in the world who never took advantages of the schools they were going to, and I don't know that how many of those schools were, were teaching stuff about what the country really was about. Uh, and I count myself among them. For example, Pedro, uh, I was in Oklahoma for four years in college. I never heard of the, of the Tulsa riots. Whoa. Which is one of the worst riots in history when a very prosperous a black neighborhood was torched and hundreds of black people were killed um, by, I suppose, um, jealous and undereducated uh, folks. Mm -hmm. I was in Wilmington, North Carolina for six months as a sports editor of the paper there and never heard of the huge riot they had had, oh, about half a century before I was there, because they didn't put they didn't put it in history books for people to read. That's one of the real problems too. If you go to Texas, the history books are not going to tell you about the bad stuff that happened in Texas, and that's that's the way the education system works 
so in other words, I mean, I grew up on encyclopedias. I mean, I, I did. In other words, when when I had a question or something like that, I went to, I went to, I went to a book. I went to the library, and I just don't think that. In, in, in a lot of that, a lot of when I went to the library and things like that, I would look back and history would tell me this is the way probably this should go. And I, I talk to people nowadays and I mention things in history like just 15 or 20 years ago. And they're they're like oblivious to it. They're, they have no. Huh? Well, I mean, they well, even forget history. How about um, things in popular culture? Um, I've, I've maintained for a long time how uh, fleeting popular culture is. And I was in a, uh, a restaurant with a few friends, and I said, let's talk to the waitress and the whoever comes over and ask them if they know who Bing Crosby was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, don't, they don't have a clue. He was, he was a major star in America. Um, and and others we would mention who had once been, you know, headline makers. Mm-hmm. And so it goes. Uh, um, now, those people aren't the people who change history, but imagine um, if, if people who were popular and, and well-known in their time um, out outlive their well-knownness. <laughs> Good point. Little Bing Crosby story here. I was cutting hair. I used to be a barber. My uncle ran a barber college. But before I went to the police department, I was cutting hair in San Mateo, California at the Bay Meadows Racetrack. And, um, <laughs> cutting hair at the racetrack? Yeah, cutting hair at the racetrack. And Bing, <laughs> I was a barber. And Bing Crosby used to go in Petrini's across the street, the food market, right? And my buddy was selling fish in the market, Chris Booth, and he says to me, Hey, that's Bing Crosby. Leave him alone. He don't like to talk to anybody. So you know what I did, Godfather, right? I went over right over and say, Hey, Bing, Mr. Crosby, and I'm his, my name is Pete. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, he wasn't the most friendly guy in the world. Well, there are certain guys who are who, who live abnormal lives because they are so uh, popular. Good point. Larry Merch is our guest. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. There was a time when I was all alone. I had a secret. Thought I was gone. Somebody dumped me. Said, now nah, see what you were doing, brother. Stay ahead of me. But when I get punished, Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Matthew. Oh, oh, sorry. It's okay. 
I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. That is just a fact of life. Well, you have to talk to my lawyer on that one. Forty years ago yesterday, the brawl in Montreal. Sugar Ray Leonard, Ray Charles Leonard, 27-0, WBC champion, 147 pounds, took that title from the Equally great, Wilfredo Benitez, of course. And, of course, he was defending that title against Roberto Duran. Duran coming in, one loss in 70 fights, straight up 70-1. and one. Of course, Ray Leonard, 27-0. Something's got to go. 15 rounds later, one judge called 10 rounds even. Angelo Paletti of Italy, may he never work a fight ever again in his life, but he scored 10 rounds with a 15-round fight even. He had a 3-2-10 for Duran. The other judges had it for a point or two by Duran. Duran will win a unanimous decision. It was the peak uh, of the career, I think, of the man with the hands of stone. Of course, he would come back and beat uh, Iran Barkley for the middleweight title, challenge Marvin Hagler and go 15 rounds, but still, I think, June 20th, 1980 was the pinnacle point of Roberto Duran's career. Do you did, did you did you appreciate Duran as much as I did or am I am I just blowing Duran too hard here? No, I think he was among the the best of the best of the best. Um and he moved up in weight from lightweight to welterweight to fight Ray Leonard and it was such a good fight that both of them came out elevated. Uh, Duran for moving up in weight and, and beating Leonard, who was looking unbeatable, mm-hmm. uh, and Leonard for fighting back. You know, when he came out of the Olympics, uh, Leonard had the, the reputation of being a kind of pretty boy uh, and, and not 
authentic as a fighter. Uh, and in that fight, uh, the way he fought the late rounds, uh, he authenticated himself. And then, of course, uh, and I'm sorry you left this out, um, uh, the, in the rematch, uh, six or eight months later, uh, Duran quit. No mas. Uh-huh. And, and, and the reason why I, I was going to get to that, Nick said, and I'll tell you, know, the, re, the, the no mas fight, um, I know a little bit about the inside of that. I think Duran was on the verge of being knocked out. He didn't want to get knocked out. Of course, um, he had went to Don King before the fight and says, I'm not ready. And Don King says, if you don't take the fight, if you're not ready, if you're not going to be there November 25th, the fight's off. You're not going to get it. And of course, it was an $8.5 million purse. Duran would have cut off his arm to get there. He quit that fight. But the comeback fight, you know, the fact that he was able to come back and he beat Cuevas, but that wasn't all that great down there in L.A. at the, the sports arena. But he came back and he beat Davey Moore. He was an underdog and he beat Davey Moore. Of course, Davey Moore, vastly inexperienced. But he beat Davey Moore, went 15 rounds with Marvin Hagler. I mean, I think he, and, and, and then he beat Iran Barkley. And, of course, Barkley had knocked out Hearns. Hearns had knocked out Duran. I think he sort of redeemed himself, no? Look. Uh, in, in the overall picture of Duran's career, he was a great fighter. Okay. And yes, maybe, maybe that embarrassment in the rematch uh, triggered something in him uh, for the rest of his career. He was, he was pr- proud and, and loud and... Um, and he, I think you could rightly say he redeemed himself, but that was such an unusual thing for a great fighter to do in that rematch. No doubt about that. that you know, it stains his career. It, without a doubt, because that's what people bring up when I bring up Duran, they bring up Nomas. You know, what happened in that fight, and Ray Leonard confirmed this in print, uh, recently was that Roger Leonard had called Duran an MF and he ran across the ring at Duran and Duran knocked Roger Leonard cold. Cold. Uh, when did he when did he run across the ring? When did that happen? After the de- uh, before the decision was announced. Oh, I see. <laughs> before the but he got cl- <laughs> bang, one punch and Ray said he just went out. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, also, Ray and his team were very shrewd in getting the rematch six or Five. six months after the original fight. Yeah. Because by that time, it was known that Duran had a hard time getting in in, uh, in superior condition uh, twice in a row. Yeah, well, that was without a doubt. And, of course, they, um, Mike Trainer. Was uh, was Ray Leonard's attorney out of Landover, Maryland, Washington D.C. area, and he sent a spy down to to Panama. This is what he told me, and we're in, in June of eighty, May of eighty nine. We're in Palm Spring, West Palm Beach together, and he said to me, he "Goes, you know, I sent a spy down to Panama, a friend of mine." He goes, "Yeah, I sent him down there on vacation for a week." He goes, and he sort of followed Duran on, ran around. He goes, and Duran was like two hundred five pounds, two hundred ten pounds, and he, wow. uh, and, and, and he came came back, and Mike Turney says. Now, I'm going to make the move. I'm going to offer him such an incredible amount of money that he can't turn it down, and he's going to have to bust his ass to make the weight. And, you know, they, as you said, shrewd, shrewd guys. Mike Trainer, one of the smartest guys to not be a part of the boxing world. Yeah, he came in from a, 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 an outside lawyer's perspective, uh, knowing that he had a hot property. 
and um, and did a very good job with uh, with Ray. You know, you know what he told me, Godfather. I never forget this. He's kicking back. He's got a cigarette in his mouth. His feet are up in the air, and, and he says to me, he "Goes, huh? he goes, I mean, he goes, how tough could this be? He goes, you rent an arena." He goes, you put a ring in it? He goes, and you tell him Sugar Ray Leonard's going to fight. He goes, people are going to show up. And he was right. Well, he was right about Leonard. I mean, Leonard was a star coming out of the uh, 76 Olympics in uh, Montreal. And um, he had the look of a star, and he had there was a certain flash and dash about him. And, and um, he proved to be a star. Well, without a doubt, and of course, you're talking about we're talking about the 40-year anniversary of Duran Leonard won, or Leonard Duran won yesterday. Of course, he showed the intestinal fortitude in coming down the stretch. I mean, it's, he took some of those shots, right-hand leads and left hooks and body shots, and this that would have folded anybody else. I mean, talk about showing intestinal fortitude, Sugar Ray Leonard. Wow, he, he really showed it. Of course, 40 years ago yesterday, and of course, he would hit the zenith of his career in April of 1987, of course, when, when he beat uh, Marvin Hagler on a 12-round decision. I still think that was another smart move business-wise, getting Marvin to fight 12 rounds instead of 15, and then, of course, getting the size of the ring and the gloves and that kind of good stuff. And, of course, I think that Marvin sold his title, but you've got a different opinion on that, right? Uh, sold his title? Well, I mean, come on. He gives up the rounds. He gives up from 15 to 12 rounds. He gives wait, that wait, up. wait, wait. Which, I'm sorry. Which fight were we talking about? Marvin Hagler and Ray Leonard. R Marvin gave up the oh, side. Well, look, uh, I think I, I have a different view of that fight. I love this. Go on. Marvin Hagler was jealous and envious of Sugar Ray Leonard. Hagler had to come up the hard way. He had to fight all those killer middleweights in Philadelphia. It was never an easy road. Where Leonard sort of shot out of the 76 Olympics into prominence, into, into being a, a star. And, and once upon a time, he, Hagler said to me, um, you're going to see me outbox Sugar Ray Leonard someday. Wow. So he and he came into that fight for two or three rounds. He fought from a left-handed style uh, just to try to befuddle Ray Leonard. But what it did was it, it, it allowed Leonard to get into the fight and allowed the crowd, crowd to show the emotion of the moment. Um, and by the time Hagler decided that he had to do more fighting, he had given up a number of rounds. And it was, and it was all over. Godfather, it's happy Father's Day to you. Say hello to the Godmama for me. Scott Cuddy said she answered the phone this morning. So tell her Pedro says hello. Hello and goodbye. Great All job. the best to you, sir. <laughs> Hello and goodbye. The great godfather, the Hall of Famer, Larry Merchant. Aren't we blessed to have him in each week? Thank you so much, godfather, for your presence. You tune to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent, sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant Instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 426 2301. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy esports app for player props, and they are currently offering contests for CSGO, Dota, and League of Legends matches. Choose five over under props for a player's stats to build your lineup. The riskier your choices, the more your selection is worth. They've already awarded over $1.2 million, so rack up the most points for your chance to share the prize pool. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Use the promo code AI at sign up today for an instant free $10 credit. That's Thrive Fantasy with the promo code AI. Come prop up now. Would it bother you much if I worked a little longer? Uh, just for the door closed when you leave. Thank you. If there's magic in boxing, it's the magic of fighting battles beyond endurance, beyond cracked ribs, ruptured kidneys, and detached retinas. It's the magic of risking everything for a dream that nobody sees but you. 
Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Ground zero, baby, when it comes to combat, combat sports radio. Of course, 35, make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Right now, live on Twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline channel. The show is coming to you live. It's also, we're airing the video of the Roberto Duran, Sugar Ray Leonard first fight, of course, June 20th, 1980. What can I say? 15 rounds of hell. Give it to give it to both guys. It was the greatest fight I think I've ever seen for two men at the top of the game going back and forth. June 20th, 1980, the brawl in Montreal. June 20th, 1975. Of course, we're talking about his story by our uh, house historian, Grandmaster Billow. Ruben Olivares is too much for Bobby Chacon. Of course, Chacon, a head case if there ever was one, went in the WBC version of the featherweight title. Of course, he had lost the WBA portion to the great Alexis Arguello the prior November. And speaking of uh, November, I take that back. Again, June 20th, 1980, Duran, of course, in that chilling, chilling, chilling. It was just chilling. He came into the fight looking possessed like, like Charles Manson. And, of course, at the end of 15 rounds, he was a winner. And according to our house historian, he won by a score of 144 to 143, which I thought was a, a bit too close. And on June 20th, 1981, my buddy, man, I miss this dude. And if I think about him too much, my eyes will get watery. The great Alexis Arguello. Right, Alexis Arguello wins his third world championship in three different weight classes. Of course, his last championship fight win, June 20th, 1981, in London, adding the WBC lightweight crown to his collection of titles. Of course, it was at the Empire Pool at Wembley Stadium in London, England. And man, I, I really missed that dude. He was, he was something else. We talked about, I guess, about less than three weeks before he died. And we were talking on the phone. He was talking about the fact that he had entered into the, the world of politics. He was telling me about people wanting to feed hungry people. You know, we both had this thing about wanting to feed hungry people, me and Alexis. So he was the mayor of Managua, Nicaragua at the time. And, you know, he told me, you know, he wanted to, he was like all positive and happy. And here's what's funny. I've talked to Alexis when he's been depressed. You guys have heard him on the show in the past when he was depressed. And he wasn't nowhere near sounding depressed. So when he sort of allegedly took his life three weeks later, I said to myself, bull spit with an H. That's just the way it went down. But Alexis Arguello won his last championship fight June 20th, 1981 in London, England. Of course, he would have some non-title fights at 140 pounds and then challenge the great, the great Aaron Pryor, of course. The first fight taking place in Miami going 14 rounds, Arguello being stopped, of course, landing that horrific, that, that incredible right hand in the 13th round. Probably the, one of the greatest punches ever thrown. And, and Pryor just ate it up. I mean, he just ate it up because of the fact that he was a bigger man. Forget all the drugs and all that kind of good stuff. And I'm not saying he wasn't on drugs. I'm not saying his gloves weren't loaded that night. Um, I'm just trying to tell you that he was a bigger man physically than Alexis Arguello as far as across the body is concerned. He was able to take those punches where somebody else wouldn't. So straight up, our hats off to the great Alexis Arguello. Now, switching gears. Boxing took place last night in Mexico City. No surprise, folks. Guess what? WBO junior featherweight champion, a man I've called the greatest fighter in all of Mexico. Well... He's ticking me off, and I could have used another word, but I threw tick in there at the last minute. Emmanuel Baguero Navarrete Martinez, that's his last name, Martinez, 32-1 and 28 KOs, fought a guy on television that was 13-13. and 13. 
come on. He is the WBO 122-pound champion, the World Boxing Organization 122-pound champion. This fight was at like 125, 126 pounds, something like that. It was a little over the weight. But still, you want to, I mean, I'm not saying that, that Uriel Uyuka Lopez was a bum. I'm not saying that. I'm Come on. What I'm trying to say is you, you, there's, a, there's a disparity in class here. I mean, come on, man. Guys, 13 to 13, you put him in with, like, one of the best fighters in the world or allegedly one of the best fighters in the world, 32 and 128 KOs, of course, man, uh, 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 promoted by top rank of Bob Arum. And Bob Arum will say in a couple of minutes, he's the best fighter in all of Mexico and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, well, if you're the best fighter in all of Mexico, why would you put him on television against a guy that's 13 to 13? And why would you move him up in weight right now? He's fought eight times in the last, like, 16 months or something like that, so he probably hasn't had too much of a, an issue in making weight. He's a young kid. He looks lean. Okay, there's no, no fat on him, okay? So why not put him in a real fight? No, they put him in with a guy that's 13 and 13. So if Bob Arum keeps doing this kind of stuff, keeps putting this crap on TV, keeps putting this spit on TV and spit with an H, I say it's time to boycott ESPN. It's time to give back. Tell ESPN Plus, guess what, man? You know, the five bucks a month that I'm paying for this, and uh, I don't want it anymore. It's not worth it. Not not for the boxing. Not if you're going to show me, like, infomercials. That's what these are. Boxing infomercials. Hey, look at Shakur Stevenson. He's fighting Scott Cuddy. Oh, oh boy. Come on, that was a rival barn burner last week, wasn't it? No. Okay, that was the first weekend of boxing coming back after this uh, this pandemic, uh, this, this coronavirus pandemic ban or, or boycott or, or, of course, all the whole sports world came to an end. The whole world came to an end. To a stop, to a stop there for a little bit. But the bottom line is, these are the first fights come coming back. So you put crap on television, Bob. Man, I I, I really <clears throat> listen. Bob Arum has always always been one of those guys that wants to push the can down the road. What I mean by that, by push kicking the can down the road. In other words, he doesn't want his guy fighting the guy in this fight. He wants to make money off this fight and then move on to the next fight. He's always thinking about the next fight. I guess that's the way a, a successful promoter has to be. Okay, but at the end of the day, what about these other guys at 122 pounds that Mr. That Mr. Navarrete, you know, because I've been blowing this guy. I mean, basically, I'm blowing this guy on the radio for months. I mean, I, I watched, I watched, I, I knew he was a real deal. I mean, I, I watched him a, on YouTube, and he's basically these these fantastic fights. And he was fighting in Mexico, and he was fighting guys that, you know, not the greatest fighters in the world, but he showed me some skills and the fact that he's got that nice torso where, you know, he can move them. Um, he, he's beautiful as far as his upper body is concerned. Anyway, 122 pounds is where he belongs, of course. Now they want to move him up to 126 or 130 pounds. Why? I don't understand. I can't understand why. The junior featherweight division, 122 pounds, is rocking and rolling. They call it super bantamweight. Call it what you want. But I'll run off some records here for you at 122. And, of course, people say to me, oh, anything less than, than uh, 126 pounds, man, like Larry Merchant doesn't get all the interest in it. Navarrete, 31-1. and one. Of course, fighting the stiff last night. Ray Vargas is 34 and zip. What's up, man? Let Ray, Ray, Ray's from Mexico. Let's hook it up to two Mexicans. Why is Emmanuel Navarrete moving up in weight instead of fighting Ray Vargas? Okay, he beat Isaac Dogbone, and he dogged him. Not once, but twice. I sort of predicted that one. People say to me, hey, man, you know, your guy's like a 5-to-1 underdog. Are you out of your mind, a 4-to-1 underdog? No, no, no. He dropped down to about a 3-to-1 underdog because people bet money on him as Navarrete routed Isaac Dogbo the first time, and then he, like, blitzed him the second time. Anyway, so many other guys at 122, 
Brandon Figueroa, eh, you know, so what, 20 and 0. Well, but what outside of this guy are Vargas, man? Vargas is where it's at. I mean, he's a champion in 122 pounds of another sanctioning body. Of course, Navarrete being the WBO champion. And now Bob Arum moving him up in weight, which leads me to believe that they think he's not the real deal. So in other words, when, when you hear Bob and he's our greatest, we'll play that clip going to the break. He's our greatest Mexican fighter of all time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, he may not be. He may not be. And the fact that you're moving him up in weight and fighting guys that are 13 and 13 are indicative of that. No doubt about that. Something is amiss with Mr. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete. Now, last night the UFC rock and rolled. Of course, the UFC and Dana White, the piece of spit that he is. And I say spit on this show, I mean spit with an H. You know I don't like him. I just don't. I mean, I never, listen, it has nothing to do with any business dealings or anything like that. He's just a, he's just a, he's just a, He's just, you know, an a-hole. He just is. I mean, that's, and that's a compliment. And I'm not trying to knock, uh, knock people that are considered that in the world because some people are considered good a-holes. But he's not. He's just, he's just a piece of work. He is the pimp of all pimps. I mean, I told you last week some of those people that fought on the ESPN card, guy got knocked out in 39 seconds. Guess what? He made $11,000. So he had to lock himself down in quarantine for a couple of weeks. He had to train for six or eight weeks, okay? And he gets 11000 bucks. Guess what? 11000 bucks. Your manager is going to take 30%. Trainer's going to take 10%. Okay, cut man's going to take 3%. Okay, you got to pay, you got to eat. Your your wife and kids have got to eat. You got a family. What's happening with them? Some of of that money's got to go there. At the end of the day, you can't make a living fighting in the UFC. It is a whole situation, and they're getting paid worse than crack hoes. Because I'm telling you, there's not a crack hoe in the city of San Francisco, and I was a cop for a while, okay, working down there in the Tenderloin. There's not a, there's not a working girl in the city and county of San Francisco that will work for 20 cents on the dollar, or 10 cents on the dollar, or 8 cents on the dollar. It's somewhere between 8 and 18 cents is what they're copping to. I heard Jorge Masvidal, of course, the the hottest fighter, 170 pounds, having beaten Nate Diaz and, and, and Conor McGregor. I mean, he, he is the real deal, no doubt about it. Tough dude, backyard fighter, started off with Kimbo Slice on the, the YouTube tapes and that kind of good stuff. But he basically says, I'm willing to give up a title shot in order to make my statement here. And the statement is that the USC needs to pay these fighters. I keep telling you that. If this is... They're running pay-per-views now, okay? If they're running pay-per-views and they're running these pay-per-views with ESPN and it's a split with ESPN, you know, if they do... Two, suppose they do five million bucks in in pay-per-view money. That's two and a half million dollars. The fighters aren't seeing that. Fighters want a percentage of that. Dana White will say to you, "Oh well, you know, the fighters get a percentage of the pay-per-view if they sell pay-per-views." But the bottom line is, you make it so they really can't sell pay-per-views because you put them in death match after death match, and you can't last that long unless you're vastly superior. And only a few people are vastly superior to that. You get caught with an elbow, you get kicked in the head. Things ain't too good. Okay, the world of mixed martial arts, I think right now, controlled by Dana White, is um, uh, it, it's beyond it, it's beyond the world of pimps and hoes. It just is. And Dana, of course, spouting this fight island. This that he worked, you guys. He said he was going to put on some fight island. He was going to have like uh, the octagon, and people were going to fight on the beach and this and that. He's doing this in some hotel and casino in Dubai. Doesn't sound like a fight island to me. But what it sounds like is a piece of work brought on by Mr. Dana White. Last night, Dana White had a card in Las Vegas, of course, at that little uh, arena they got that usc arena curtis blades in the main event beat alexander volkov not the most exciting fight in the world but blades looked like he was in better shape than he had been in the past of course volkov volkov pretty good fighter came to fight but 
most of the fight he spent on his ass. He just was sitting on his butt the entire time. It was this guy's just like click clocking him. Anyway, Blades a winner. Unanimous knot across the board. 48-46, which means three to two in rounds. Uh, 48-47, 49-46. Bottom line is he won going away on the scorecards. Alexander Volkov was standing in the end, and that I was surprised about that. Josh Emmett in a featherweight fight beat Shane Burgos for a decision. Rest of the fights went to a decision in the main card, except for one. Raquel Pennington was a winner over uh, Marianne Ranou. Uh, Bele Muhammad beat Laman Good. Uh, what can I tell you? These guys are all big-name guys. These are future Hall of Famers. Of course, you've heard all about them before. No, you haven't. The one has been on the card that I have heard about before, the Cowboy Jim Miller. He was a winner. I can't believe this guy won a fight finally. He hasn't won a fight since, like, Bill Clinton was president. Anyway, in a catchweight fight at 160, Jim the Cowboy Miller defeated Roosevelt Roberts with a submission armbar in the very first round. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. I keep going and going, but the bottom line is this tune we're listening to right now is recorded in the basement of a, of a house on West Grandview Boulevard in Detroit, Michigan. Hitsville, USA. Stevie Wonder to the break on Ring Talk live worldwide. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. One million dollars of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. 
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. You know, I've been to 34 countries. Yet one of the greatest men I ever met was in South San Francisco, California. He celebrated a birthday this week. I'm talking about Espedito Martinez. Mr. Martinez is what I call him. He's telling me, call me Espedito, Pete. No, 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 no. It was always Mr. Martinez. Mr. Martinez, happy birthday to you. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing and MMA. Of course, we are live on Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline channel. And we are showing, the, of course, the monumental 15-round fight between Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran, June 20th, 1980. We're showing all 15 rounds, no commercials, live on the Twitch TV. Of course, that's you can watch the video and listen to the show at the same time. Roberto Duran and, and Sugar Ray Leonard hooking up are probably one of the most competitive fights for 15 rounds in the history of boxing. Without a doubt, I thought it was the best against, best against the best at the best time. June 20, 1980, a magical day in the world of boxing. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. Hey, before I went to the break, I said that Stevie Wonder did that song, and it was Science of Deliver, but that was Peter Frampton. Peter Frampton, I said, yeah, Peter Frampton, not exactly a Motown artist, but I saw him a couple of years ago. He's supposed to be doing a retirement tour, but man, he blew the, he blew Steve Miller off the stage. He was an amazing guitarist, amazing guitarist, amazing vocalist, Mr. Peter Frampton. Uh, one more tour, right on, Peter. Go do your thing. This is Ring Talk, live worldwide, hour number one of two, of course, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 211, and a plethora of other internet platforms, including SB Nation Sports. And hour number two, I will bring you the good, the bad, maybe the ugly of life to an extent. We'll, we'll talk with... We'll talk with Gennaro Hernandez, of course, the late Gennaro Hernandez. He passed away from cancer. We'll talk with him, one of his last interviews before he got sick. And I'll take that back, after the chemo. Anyway, it's, it's emotional. We'll spend some time with a classy young man, a man that I truly miss in Gennaro Hernandez. In hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on SportsByline.com, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio, Channel 211. This is hour number one. Hour number two will be better of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Stay tuned after the news.
USA Radio News with John Hunt. President Donald Trump jumped back onto the campaign trail with a rally before thousands of supporters in Tulsa, Oklahoma, taking a shot at Joe Biden and those who are criticizing his job. Do you want to bow before the left-wing mob? Or do you want to stand up tall and proud as Americans? In his first rally in months, coming amid prolonged concerns about the coronavirus pandemic and the nationwide outcry in racial injustice, the president also spoke about how upset he was about monuments around the country being torn down. This cruel campaign of censorship and exclusion violates everything we hold dear as Americans. They want to demolish our heritage so they can impose their new oppressive regime in its place. They wanted to fund and dissolve our police departments. Think of that. This is USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by June 30th. You can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. An unprecedented number of U.S. companies are now giving employees off for Juneteenth, raising the hopes that the day commemorating the end of slavery could someday become a true national holiday. The momentum could hinge, however, on what the country's largest employer, the federal government, does in joining the trend. This date, June 19th, is not yet a federal holiday, and many non-black Americans have only recently become aware of the day. More than 460 major companies, including Nike, Twitter, and Lyft, have committed to observing Juneteenth, with the majority off a paid day off, according to Hella Creative, a group of black creative professionals in the San Francisco Bay Area that launched an initiative to galvanize support for making the day an official holiday. Attorney General William Barr announced the U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York will be stepping down, but Jeffrey Berman said in a statement he has not resigned. Berman oversaw the investigation into Michael Cohen, President Trump's longtime personal lawyer who pled guilty in November 2018 to lying to Congress. This is USA Radio News. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your Dish-authorized retailer now. 800-610-5739. 800-610-5739. That's 800-610-5739. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Millions of people are celebrating fatherhood today, and USA's Wendy King takes a look back on how it began. Millions of American fathers will be honored and celebrated on Sunday. But Friday marks 110 years since it was first observed in the United States. The first but unofficial celebration was held for the first time at a YMCA in Spokane, Washington, on June 19, 1910, after a campaign by a 28-year-old resident, Sonora Smart Dodd, for the city to institute a holiday honoring fathers. 
She first conceived of the idea during a Mother's Day sermon earlier that year. She's known as the mother of Father's Day. Her and her five siblings were raised by a single father after their mother died in childbirth. Dodd asked the city of Spokane to recognize the event on her father's birthday, June 5th. City officials, however, moved it back to June 19th to allow pastors time to prepare the sermons. Father's Day celebrations then spread to other parts of the Pacific Northwest, with Portland, Oregon also suggesting the holiday in 1911. In 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson issued the first presidential proclamation to recognize Father's Day, and then in 1972, President Richard Nixon made it a permanent national holiday when he signed the proclamation into law. Thanks, Wendy. And as the proud father of two wonderful children, I wish you and yours a happy Father's Day. For USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports, brought to you by the WBO, the World Boxing Organization. Pedro, let me, let me tell you congratulations on your long time in radio, you are your team, and for your ratings, man, I was reading about that, I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. And now, the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history. I don't want to, to predict this fight, but, you know, I'm going to promise that I, I can give a good fight, you know, to, to make people happy, and uh, I, I just do my best. Pedro Fernandez. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another, but I'm going to get the job done. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide, hour number two of the Sunday edition. Of course, come to you live from the Sports Byline Studios, Sunday, June 21st. 2020. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez, of course. Hour number one, the godfather Larry Merchant was here. Of course, you can listen to those shows in the Anchor.com podcast. That's right, 24-7. You can always go to Anchor.com and check out our podcast, of course, commercial-free at Anchor.com. Once again, my name is Pedro Fernandez, the often imitated but never duplicated undisputed heavyweight champion of the radio airwaves. Of course, last night, boxing from Mexico City. Not even worthy of a mention except for the fact that the kid's a star and he's fighting stiffs. So I'm talking about Emmanuel Navarrete fighting a guy that was 13-13. and 13. Man, that would be like... Come, I, I can't even want to. I don't even want to. I, I want to go into that in depth. But the bottom line is that was a waste of television time last night. The USC, not too much uh, more impressive. Curtis Blades was the winner in the main event over a Russian guy. What can I say about that other than? 
carnage. That's about that's all I can say about the UFC is it's carnage because they're bleeding. I don't care what they say. Dana White says, "Oh, we're making money. We're da na na." You're bleeding. You're a four point. You sold that thing for four point two billion dollars. Those Avatar people. They paid four thousand two hundred million dollars for a pink elephant. That's right. You have no stars. You have no future. The bottom line is the bottom is dropping out of the UFC right in front of our eyes, and the only one that can't see it, and he can see it. He just don't want to admit it is the pimp himself, Dana White. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide on the Twitch.tv live broadcast right now, the Sports Byline channel. It's 15 rounds. Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran, June 20th, 1980. Check it. This is Ring Talk live on Sports Byline. decision now let's listen clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled wbo that's right the world boxing organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body you can follow the wbo on facebook or check out their website wboboxing.com this wboboxing.com the world boxing organization Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code RADIO and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstars team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912-800-403-5912-800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. iHeartRadio loves music, so let's count the ways. Over 20 million songs from 800,000 artists, all free. And like Pandora, you can create your own custom station from any of those 800,000 artists. Just tell us an artist or even a song that you like, and we'll build a custom playlist for you. Add to that thousands of the best live radio stations, and you'll never have to worry about finding the perfect song for your commute, mood, or party. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download our iHeartRadio app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. 
Sometimes I just like to listen to the tunes. You know, I get hooked up in the show, and yeah, the tunes come on. And bottom line is, I got some classic tunes here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, I want to thank my fantastic producer who's going to be going on vacation for the next couple of weeks. Talking about Scott Cuddy. We call him the Cut Man around here. Of course, that was the nickname I bestowed upon him, I believe, in 2006 when he, he came upon us one night. And said to me, they said, they got a new guy working with you. I go, really? A new guy? He goes, yeah, a new guy. What's his name? His name's Scott. Paul Scott Cuddy. Really? Yeah. Okay. What happened to the other guy? Oh, he got fired. Okay. So anyway, so we're hooking it up. We're down on Vallejo Street, right near where, right where my homeless guy used to be, the old uh, the studios we had down, the Universal Talk Studios. Anyway, that was the first night. That was 2006. 14 years later, he's still rocking and rolling and kicking ass around here, pound for pound. He is our champion, without a doubt. I'm talking about Scott Cuddy, of course, going on vacation. So next week, uh, looks like Dominic is probably going to come here and run the board. Of course, he can't fill Scott Cuddy's shoes, but he can do a per- he can do a pretty good job, I believe. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, coming to you live on Twitch.tv right now. We're watching the 15-round battle between Roberto Duran and Sugar Ray Leonard. It took place June 20th, 1980, of course, in the uh, Montreal Stadium. Of course, the brawl in Montreal, the site of Leonard's 1976 Olympic gold medal win. Of course, Duran winning a 15-round decision. A lot of people thought it was real close. In fact, our house historian, Billow, had it for only for one point, 144, 143 for Duran. I had it for Duran by three or four points, and I really thought that Ray took a long time for Ray to win around. I, re- I really thought that that's just the way it was. I mean, Ray Duran was so dominant at point in one point at so many points in the fight, and any time that Ray got his groove on, Duran would just come back and snuff it out. In other words, like Ray would start a fire, and Dan would, Duran would come with a hose and just pour water all over it. That's the way it was. I thought that Duran neutralized a lot of what, what Ray Leonard did that night. And of course, I told you the the class. They showed a lot of class. I mean, these guys from Landover, Maryland, I'm talking about Roger Leonard and Jenks Morton and, and Ollie Dunlap. This is part of Team Leonard, of course. I'm not talking about Angelo Dundee. Angelo was the, the trainer, per se, but Angelo wasn't the full, how can I put this? He really wasn't the full-time trainer. Angelo came in like as a, a superstar for the last four or five weeks and things like that, just to sharpen things up and to be there to you know talk to the media and this and that. Although I have incredible amounts of respect, incredible undue respect for, for Angelo Dundee, I never thought he was that great of a trainer. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't. I mean, I thought he was a great personality, a great corner man, but as far as the trainer's concerned, I don't know. I didn't see too much in him. I really didn't. Anyway, may he rest in peace. And of course, Angelo Dundee is, is the most famous of the Dundee brothers, but his brother Chris Dundee was a character. He was a promoter. In fact, I think he promoted the first Sonny Liston uh, Muhammad Ali fight back in, in uh, Miami, Florida in 1964. I think he was a promoter of that. But Chris Dundee, I'll never forget, Roberto Duran's going to fight Sugar Ray Leonard the third time, and Durant's fat, and he's old, and he's out of shape, and we know that Durant hasn't got a chance. I mean, he's got two chances, Slim and none, and Slim left town, okay? So we know Durant ain't going to win this fight, and that's why Ray wanted to fight him at this point in time in 1989. Of course, December 1989, outside in the cold, December 7th, 1989. Wasn't the day that, the day that Pearl Harbor got bombed by the Japanese? Yeah, it was, but it was 1989, and it was like, it was like I am BSing you, it was 36 degrees in the crowd. 36 degrees out there, okay? Duran's got a, Duran's freezing. I mean, they got a blanket around Sugar Ray Leonard in this fight, but it went the distance, 12 rounds, whereas Ray will win basically a shutout that night. Duran, nowhere near what he was in 1980. And people say to me, you know, Duran sort of screwed that up, that that trilogy, those guys probably should have, probably went back and forth again uh, in the early 1980s. Here's what happened. 
Sugar Ray Leonard was embarrassed by Roberto Duran. That first fight, he embarrassed him. He called his wife Juanita all kinds of names, and as I said, he knocked he knocked Roger Leonard out after the fight. I mean, the fight, the decision was yet to be announced in the ring there in Montreal, and Roger Leonard popped off and said something to Duran, and ran over at Duran, and Duran knocked him out cold with one punch, cold with one punch. So. The, and, and, and when when uh, when Duran would see Leonard's wife and, and, and Juanita and Ray together, you know Leonard would, uh, Ray would uh, Duran would call her a, a puta and a whore and that kind of good stuff. And he really got into Ray's head for that first fight. Okay, there was no doubt about it. Ray was convinced he was going to be able to fight with Roberto Duran and beat him. Now, could he have done it the second time? Could he have fought and beat him? Yeah, because Duran wasn't in shape. And like and like Larry Merchant mentioned in hour number one, Duran was never known as a guy that came into shape. Two fights in a row. I don't know why, except for the fact that he was hands of stone and he thought he could get away with that stuff. I remember the Benitez fight in 1982. We expected great things out of him, of course, challenging for the WBC 154-pound title against Wilfred Benitez, a Puerto Rican superstar. Um, we, thought that he, we, we thought that he was going to beat Benitez. He never really landed a punch. Went 15 rounds. It was like like a lackluster fight. Duran had trained in some type of prison down there in Venezuela or something like that. Didn't train hard enough. And that was the the mindset of Roberto back then, was that if he made a weight, he was in shape. He didn't think about the cardio stuff. Roberto was very, you know, not the most educated guy in the entire world. And another thing I learned about Roberto yesterday was the fact that when they had the, 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 post, the press fight, take that back, the announcing, the dinner announcing the fight, like a luncheon announcing the fight, the Roberto ate his steak and his mashed potatoes with his hands. And that sort of like, sort of, sort of, sort of caught Ray a little bit off guard. I don't know if Roberto was that much of a savage. Roberto was a bit of a, a showman. But um, as far as eating stuff with his hands, eh, I'm going to say, I guess it is Duran. Duran was an eater, no doubt about that. I remember the Robbie Sims fight. We're training together in Palm Springs. Actually, I was down there running. And uh, Barry McGuigan was, I think Barry McGuigan was training at that point in time. I think that was a McGuigan card. Anyway, Duran's down there training. And um, I went by his hotel room. And we're staying at the Canyon Hotel out there in Palm Springs. And went by his motel room. And I saw this big cart in front of his hotel room. And you could see there was a cake on that cart. There was a cake. And then there was like a sheet cake. And you could see the, like the markings of the cake. And some, some frosting and crumbs and that kind of good stuff. And you see the, the knife where they cuff the, you know, the thing where they slice the cake and that kind of good stuff. So Roberto was eating cakes before he fought Robbie Sims. The people say to me, well, he probably beat Robbie Sims. Listen, he left Robbie Sims. He left that fight in his training camp. He left a lot of fights in training camp. A lot of those fights that he lost, he could have won had he been in a bit better shape. Like Larry Merchant said, he was notorious for being out of shape in between fights. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. And MMA, of course, the pound-for-pound king in the mind of many, of course, the Mexican superstar Canelo Alvarez. Uh, what's he now, 53-1 and one with a couple of draws out of Guadalajara, 29 years old, talking about fighting in a studio fight maybe in September. We'll see if that happens. He gets $35 million regardless of who he fights and where he fights. So we're going to say I'd fight in the phone booth if, if they paid me $35 bucks. Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion of the world, both linear and WBC, of course. Uh, and the other guy, I'm talking about Anthony Joshua, the 2012 Olympic gold medals. Uh, Fury coming in, what now, 
30 and 0 with a draw. Of course, that one draw with Deontay Wilder. Of course, he starts Wilder in the rematch. I mean, he punked Deontay Wilder out to the point where, and Deontay's still popping off on it on on the on the internet. In fact, you know, you're saying that that Mike Tyson deserve, doesn't deserve to be ranked in the top 10 and all kind of good stuff. Listen, bro, don't be ranking Mike Tyson. You're the rank guy, and when I say rank, I don't mean ranked. I mean rank. Okay, rank. You can't do nothing except throw that right hand. You couldn't reach an orgasm masturbating with the left hand. You just couldn't do it. You got no jab. You got no hook. You got no footwork. You got nothing. You don't take shots all that well. You got punked out. You got knocked down by a body shot. The only heavyweight champion in the history of boxing. The only heavyweight champion in the history of boxing champion in the history of boxing to be knocked down by a body shot. You got punked out by a body shot. If anybody ever punked me out with a body shot, I would never show my face again in the world of boxing. It just never would happen. Not in the gym and not, not definitely not in the fight. Okay? But Tyson Fury took it to Deontay Wilder. Of course, Wilder popping off. He wants the third fight. Of course, the third fight stands in the way of Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury hooking it up in this 90,000-seat mega fight. But there's not going to be 90,000 seats for a long time. This pandemic's not going away. If you study the 1918-1919 flu, how it came back in 1919 and killed more people in 1919 than it did the first time around because people were celebrating the end of World War I in 1918, so they went out and they spread this virus all over the place much like they might have done in Tulsa, Oklahoma last night, okay? But guess what? The second wave of the Spanish flu, which really wasn't the Spanish flu, it was the American flu, but the Americans' dog didn't call it the Spanish flu, okay? Because they, they're the ones that really started this. The flu started here in the United States, and they sent soldiers all over the world. The Army did, and guess what? Those soldiers bought the flu virus with them. So that's how the Spanish flu got all around the world. But the second wave of the flu killed more people than did the first wave and World War I put together. So beware, this thing has not gone away. The second wave might be more dangerous than the first wave. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA, taking you back in time. Cut, man, this is 76, right? Tower of power. Ain't nothing stopping us now. They had a young blood on lead by the name of Edward McGee. Man, he was surprised. Showed up one night. Keystone Berkey with a process in his hair and just rock and roll. Tower of power. Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student Loan Advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 
Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Time to take it on down to the nightclub, baby. If you got the dough, the liquor will flow. <laughs> down to the nightclub. The great Stephen Mackenzie Cooper wrote that song back in 1971. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking the world of boxing. And, of course, uh, Saul Alvarez coming back, of course, in September. At least that's what the plan is. But, you know, I thought about this. Will boxing fans want to come back to arenas? I mean, last night, I mean, you know, they had a million tickets sold to that event there in Tulsa, Oklahoma for President Trump. He said 800,000 seats and 800,000 tickets and people were going to be in the streets, hundreds of thousands of people in the street. They had an overflow capacity. They built an outdoor stadium, the whole nine yards. The indoor stadium was barely half filled. So, so what's going on? Does that mean that you couldn't even con 19,000 Trump lovers into coming to a to a, uh, a coronavirus event? I mean, come on. Is that, is that the way it went down? You couldn't get 19,000 people to say, you know what? I'm willing to throw it all on the line and risk it to go see the Messiah. Well, guess what? A lot of people did do that, and I wish them the very best of luck. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing MMA. I'm supposed to mention this, but I've never seen the guy fight, so I wouldn't I couldn't tell you whether he can lick a stamp or not, but he's a WBC minimum weight champion. He's 105 pounds. His name is Wahang Menho Yothan. 
He has a 54-0 record with 18 knockouts. He shocked his local fans, of course, when he retired from boxing this week. The smallest boxing division in all of boxing, of course. I'm talking about 105 pounds. Who really cares a guy's 105? I mean, come on, man. You know, you got guys fighting at 105 pounds wearing 8-ounce gloves. I mean, come on, man. That isn't, that isn't comm- uh, uh, commensurate with the size. It doesn't fit the size of the fighter. He should probably be fighting with like a 4-ounce glove, maybe even smaller than that. But they put him in an 8-ounce glove. It makes boxing unentertaining, much like it does, you know, women's boxing. The most unentertaining, the most unentertaining sport in the history of, of sports, without a doubt. Because you got chicks that can't punch, and you put them in there with big gloves. So what you've got is you've got pillow fights, which look like cat fights, which takes away from the fact that some women can really box. Some women really have ability. But if you put them in there with gloves that are way too big for their body mass and size, guess what? It ain't going to go good. And it's not going good. When's the last time you've actually seen a women's professional boxing match that was exciting? That didn't involve steroids. Of course, that, that, that one champion being yeah, she looked more, I can't think of her name right now, but she, if, if ever there was a dude that was a chick, it was her. Whether she had a baby or not, man, she definitely was on them steroids, and the WBC finally had to step in after the uh, USA, I think it was the, the World, the um, Association of Boxing Commissions came back with this phony test on her and said that she was taking male hormones. So women taking male hormones, performance-sensing drugs, a.k.a. Flintstone vitamins, they don't belong in combat sports because, you know, I keep telling you, the combat sports boils down to two things usually. Endurance, endurance, endurance. Three times. Endurance. Styles, yeah, that helps. Ability, yeah, that helps. But if you can't last a bit taking an ass whooping or giving an ass whooping, you're not going to last too long in the world of mixed martial arts. Speaking of MMA, of course, the upcoming card is not too excited about this. As I told you, Dustin Poirier is going to take on... Uh, I think it's Maurice Hooker. That's going to go down June 27, the Apex Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Then they moved to Dubai. Of course, the fight island that never took place. What a, what a piece of spit that Dana Island was. Yeah, well, I'm throwing this island. I'll have fights on the grass, I mean, on the sand. People will be able to watch us on TV. Yeah, you're so full of spit, Dana. You're so full of spit. Anyway, spit with an H. Um, of course, the UFC schedule looks like this. Kamal Usman. The world champion, he is an amazing fighter, without a doubt. He just, phew, only one loss, of course. The welterweight champion, 170 pounds, taking on Gilbert Burns. Burns just fought a few weeks ago. He's out of um, Brazil. Of course, he speaks pretty good English as well. But good fighter, Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills. He can strike well. He can stand up. He is good, has an excellent stand-up game. So him and Usman, Usman's only lost one fight. This is a pretty good fight. Of course, that was a fight that was recently offered to Jorge Masvidal, but Masvidal said, no, if you don't want to give me a percentage of the pay-per-view, a greater percentage of the pay-per-view monies, why should I fight on this card? Why should I fight? In other words, you know, I keep telling you that Dana White is like a pimp. And, and, and finally, people are coming up. Amanda Nunes, she retired this week. Why is she retiring? The money. She wants a bigger percentage of the cut. Henry Cejudo, the world 125-pound and 135-pound champion, he retired this week. Why? Because he wants more money. Conor McGregor retired this week. Why? Because he wants more money. Dana White is, ee, what can I say? I mean, there's not enough expletives to define Dana White in a one-hour show. Period. Simple as that. 
Anyway, Usman and uh, Burns in the main event. Of course, he co-feature a rematch. Alexander Volkanovsky taking on Max Holloway. I feel sorry for Max. Max is one of those guys that's, that's you know, that's going to be yeah, mumbling pretty soon. I can just already see it. I mean, his his eyes start to look a little bad, and his speech is starting to... I mean, he used to slang because he's from Hawaii, and he liked to slang talk and that kind of stuff, you know. But I can see it looks like the residual effects of of combat sports are starting to take their effect on Max Holloway. The fact that he lost to Volkanowski, who was a decided underdog in the Las Vegas Sportsbook, was an upset in itself. So on, also on that card, Peter Yan, and he spells his name P-E-T-R, is taking on Jose Aldo. Aldo, what is he now, 95 or 100 years old? I mean, maybe 110 years old, man. When was he born? Let's go. When the hell was he born? He's 33. He's only 33 years old? Good Lord. 33 years old, 34 fights in all, 28 and 6. Um, but he's been beaten. He's been licked like a staff. He's been stopped. I mean, I don't care if he was a world jiu-jitsu champion or took the, took, the, took the bronze back in 2001. I don't care if he's got all these the Brazilian jiu-jitsu national titles and that kind of good stuff. He's old. He's real old. I mean, like old, like older than, he's older than dirt. Seriously, and they still got him fighting these UFC fights. Of course, bringing guys back like BJ Penn. Dana White brought BJ Penn back. Not once, not twice, but a time and a time and time again. Of course, they're putting Jose Aldo in this title fight. Get this. He's lost his last two fights. He's, and he's, in, his last, in his last six fights, he's went two and four. In his last eight fights, he's went three and five. So you're going to give him a title shot? This is, this, is, this is Dana White. This is Dana White. He goes to these guys, and he tells them, you know, you probably don't deserve a title shot, but if you take the title shot, I'll give you $10. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm exaggerating with the $10, but you know what I'm trying to say. I'll give you $10. The guy's desperate. He doesn't deserve a title shot. He should never have a title shot ever again in his life because of the fact he's, he's old and he's been beaten. He's like, he's, he's on the scrap heap, right? But Dana, Dana cons him into taking a low purse. They put him in a title fight. They make it look good on paper. And at the end of the day, we've got old retreads losing. Imagine a guy fighting for a world boxing championship, the W World Boxing Organization title, my sponsor. Imagine Paco sanctioning a fight where the guy's lost two fights in a row. Yep, he lost two fights in a row, so I'll sanction him for the championship. It ain't going to happen, not in the world of boxing, but it happens in the world of the UFC because the UFC is basically an unregulated world of pimps driven by the pimp himself, Mr. Dana White. The heavyweight championship world is going to go down the 15th of uh, this year, of course, August 15th. Talk about Stiffy Miocic and Daniel Cormier 3. I'm just hoping Miocic wins and gets rid of Cormier forever. Cormier is a house guy. If ever there was an uncle, I won't call him an Uncle Tom. I mean, I won't go that far to say he's an Uncle Tom, but he's... He's pretty close. I mean, just the way I look at him, he's just a company guy. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. Yes, boss. You know, I mean, I remember when he was he was rocking and rolling with the UFC, and he said he negotiated his own contract with Dana White, where he got eighty thousand dollars for the fight and eighty thousand if he won. Listen, that's not a good deal. I don't care what you say. You get these win clauses in your contracts, it's not cool. You should be guaranteed a certain amount of money. You didn't have to go out there and have to win to pay the bills. And that's just the way it is. I mean, Cynthia Cavello, she won the main event pass last week against Jessica I on ESPN. She got 122000 bucks. Jorge Masvidal, the aforementioned bad guy, the pound-for-pound pound tough guy in the, in the world of mixed martial arts, was beating Neat Diaz for that pound-for-pound that pound belt, whatever they want to call it back there. In the garden, um, he got $500,000 for a sold-out MSG card. $500,000.
He sold the place out. A $7 million gate. More, many more millions of dollars on pay-per-view around the world. And he got $500,000. The pimp is in charge. And the pimp is Dana White. You are tuned to Ring Talk live worldwide. <coughs> Excuse me, you're inside looking the world of boxing, MMA, of course. In the next segment, it's going to be all about Gennaro Hernandez. One of his last interviews... Um, when he was, you know, he thought he was healthy and he thought things were going well. And, of course, the chemo, he'd been taking the chemo and that kind of good stuff. So we'll, we'll, we'll hear from, from Gennaro at that point in time. And then we'll hear a clip from Gennaro two days before he passed away. Of course, he passed, I believe, June 11th, uh, 2011. And he was on the show June the 9th, 2011. Gennaro Hernandez next on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Little Tower of Power Energy to the crowd. Edward McGee on lead. to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free Page Publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. 
Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right. The World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. It was May 19, 2011. Gennaro Hernandez was undergoing ther- uh, chemotherapy, of course, for the cancer that had stricken him straight up. Here is a champion in his own words. On the line from the City of Angels is one of my good friends, a man that I consider a true gentleman in and out of the ring. He is the one, the only Gennaro Hernandez. What's up, Chicanito? Hey, Pedro, how you doing? And good evening to everybody out there listening to the show. Uh, good evening to you, sir. How, how's, my, how's, my, how's my buddy feeling? How you feeling, man? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, the, the, you know, the last couple of days, it's been pretty hard trying to recover from the chemo cycle that I had all last week. I was in the hospital getting chemo Tuesday through, through Friday. So, you know, it, it starts taking effect, and yesterday was one of those days where I was just weak. I mean, you know, I had no energy, no whatsoever. Okay. So, other than that, other than the uh, the chemo last week, any news? Have they told you anything? Are, are things progressing? Are things going the wrong way? How are things happening? Well, you know, the the bad thing about it is that uh, they've done some scans and they they've noticed on the lymph nodes that are close that are close to the lungs and to the kidneys. It shows that I have two two additional cancer cells around there. And I got uh, what they say, I think they told me it was like a two-centimeter um, length cancer cell roaming around the tip of my lung. So it's not looking very well right now, but, you know, we're, we're still not giving up on all this. Good enough. Junaro Hernandez, our guest, folks, of course, the two-time world champion, a man that lost only two fights in his entire career. And, of course, he always came to fight. Speaking of coming to fight, were you surprised that Sugar Shane Mosley did not come to fight against Manny Pacquiao? I was sort of a little disturbed by that. You know, uh, Pedro, I don't know what went through Shane's uh, mind at the time. Um, that girlfriend of his, you see, the, you see the booty on her? That was probably what went, went through his mind. He wanted to get hurt because he wanted to get out of the ring and take care of her. Well, you know, it, it, did, it did seem like he was in there showing that he just wanted, was out there to survive. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he got hit, and uh, I, I guess it just lightened uh, uh, some some type of spark in his brain, saying that you know what, I'm a little, you know, I'm getting to the age where I'm a little too old. I don't want to take a beating no more, or I don't want to take any punches no more. So he went into survival mode. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, one thing that I heard from uh, from somebody close to them that worked in this camp was the fact that at the last minute, and I'm not sure whether, whether this played a part or not, but he put on some boxing shoes as an advertisement and, you know, as a promotional thing, you try to make a little extra money, which, you know, obviously he didn't need to do, but he did, from what I heard. He put on a new pair of shoes that were never broken in, and at the end of the night, there was a pretty big uh, pretty big blister that kind of popped in there on his right foot that just 
was bothering him from the third or fourth round. That's what I heard. Gennaro, don't we all know that we don't wear brand new boxing shoes in the ring? Don't we? I mean, isn't that? I mean, isn't that sort of accepted around the world? I mean, we all know that we've been fighting. You, I fought 19 years. You fought a long time. We, we both know that you just don't do that. It's just not done. I mean. The guys that have done that, I can go back and think of them, Orlando Canizales, Gerardo Martinez, right. guys like that. They both had very, very uh, traumatic events because of these big blisters on their feet. But Correct. Shane Mosley trying to make a couple extra bucks, man. I mean, did Jim Mosley, did his wife take all that much? Did his ex-wife take that much? You know, Pedro, uh, I don't know how hard he got hit in his pocket, but, you know, when you get a divorce, it's not nice, you know. And uh, unfortunately for Shane, you know, uh, if, if it is true that, you know, that the shoes played a part of it, then, you know, it's understandable why he didn't move and state the way he, he told me he was going to do. So, yeah, so to me it was very disappointing to see Shane look the way he did because, um, uh, to be honest with you, when I saw Shane two weeks before the fight, he was excited. He even convinced me that he was going to be the, the fighter that I knew back in the 90s, which was stick and move and use power and use speed. But he didn't use any of it. So to me, you know, like I say, only Shane knows what happened that night. And he claims that he'd never been hit as hard of a punch by anybody as he did that night. So, you know, it, it, it was just disappointing to me. But, you know, on, only Shane could answer all those questions. Good point. We're talking with Gennaro Hernandez, folks. We do have open phone lines coast-to-coast coast, all across Canada, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands as you are tuned to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the American Forces Network. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. Hot topic on the website brought up by my previous guest, one of my writers, Slamming Sammy Perez of uh, Gennaro, and that is the use of boxing gloves, Gennaro. I always thought that when I fought when I fought other guys, I used to wear eights. I weighed 139 pounds, so they let me wear eight-ounce gloves. I always wanted the other guy to wear the same type of gloves as I. If we were both wearing Everlast, that was cool. If we were both wearing Reyes, that was cool. We were both wearing some other brand that was cool, but we both had to wear the same gloves in my mind to make things fair and across the board. Now you've got guys wearing different gloves, and whether they weigh the same or not, they're going to affect different. They're going to inflict different amounts of damage. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to. The 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 results from the punches will be different. How do you feel about that? Should guys be wearing the same gloves? Well, I mean, I, I do feel that, you know, in a, in a world title fight, they should. They should uh, be using the same type of brand of gloves. Uh, but then again, nowadays, with these promotional companies uh, or these boxing glove companies paying more to have their gloves advertised on TV and the TV allowing all this, and plus the commissioners, you know, by all means, you know, they want to make money one way or another, and I think it's wrong what they're doing. But, you know, my thing is that if I'm... If I'm a fighter and you give me Cleto Reyes gloves, I'm going to use those gloves. And if my opponent wants to wear Grant, which are a little more spongier and they're going to inflict less pain on me, then more power to my opponent because he's taking his power away and he's and, I, and there's less chances that I'll get hurt. So, so for me, hey, whatever gloves you want to wear, just as long as you don't force me to use whatever brand of gloves you want to use. But don't you think, you know, in the old days, wasn't it always the call of the champion or they flipped the coin out during negotiations as to who would have the choice of the gloves, something like that? Wasn't it one, one, wasn't either one or the other? Well, back in the day, well, when I used to fight, the, the, the champion always had first choice of choosing the glove. It wasn't much about, you know, 
any any type of brand that, that was out there at the time because the only gloves that I've ever used and they ever offered me to use at the time was Cleto Reyes. We never had that opportunity of, oh, well, i got to use or, or we can choose Grant or Everlast or any other brand like right now. Nowadays, they give you, I guess they give you the option because you're ordering your your robe and your shorts, and, oh, and we can, you know, we can use, we can add the glove color the same way. You know, it, it's all about style now, I guess, for a lot of for a lot of fighters. But for me, I don't care what color what color shorts or whatever I was going to use. My glove was going to be Cleto Reyes, and it was going to be either red or blue, like like in the old days. Okay, General, I got a question for you: Is Juan Manuel Marquez is he in a no win situation against Manny Pacquiao, especially if they fight like in a 145 pounds or 147 pounds in November? You know, with all due respect to, to Juan Manuel Marquez, I think he's a great guy. But in reality, I see no no chance in him winning this fight. I mean, yeah, he's given Manny Pacquiao the hardest fights, I believe, since he's become this big idol. But uh, I honestly believe that uh, that Juan Manuel, his time is, you know, his time has come up already. You know, I, I think that he may give a good shot at it, but that I see him winning the fight, I honestly don't see him with any chance of winning this fight. Would he have a chance if the fight was at 140? Well, he, I think he has a better chance at 140 because I think uh, Manny would have a little more trouble trying to come down and kill that weight that he's put on, and he hasn't fought at 140 for quite some time now, so I think his body will give him trouble to come down to 140. You're speaking of 140 and Manny Pacquiao, I thought his most impressive performance in, in, in history, as far as all of his title fights were concerned, I thought his most impressive performance was against Ricky Hatton. And although Ricky Hatton was a bit limited, Ricky Hatton came to fight, and Ricky Hatton went down slugging, unlike these other guys who just stand there and, like, take the beating and end up going down. Right. But I thought Ricky Hatton, I thought Ricky Hatton brought it that night. Um... What do you think Pacquiao's best moments has been? I think the best moment, and you know, with all due respect, and I have nothing against anybody, but I think the way he beat Oscar, the way he beat Oscar, even though although Oscar came back from a two-year retirement, I mean, just the way that he displayed everything and just pummeled on Oscar and hit him whenever he wanted to, because Oscar was a he was a he was a good defensive fighter as well. He was pretty quick. He had power. He had speed, but that night, Manny just showed that he was just way too much, and Oscar was way out of his league. You know, Sugar Ray Leonard came down to 160 pounds to fight Ray, uh, to fight Hector Camacho back, I believe, in the late 1990s. I televised a fight from Atlantic City. He hadn't been at that weight in years. They made him weigh in. Uh, Mike Akery, who was Camacho's manager, made him weigh in the, the morning of the fight, so he didn't have much time to put back on weight. Do you think making these guys go to unnatural weights, weights they hadn't been at in a long time, do you think that just is such a detriment that they can't overcome it? Well, I mean, you know, there are some fighters that, you know, that have trouble even making the weight limit that they're supposed to be at. Like, for instance, uh, if Manny Pacquiao, I'm not sure how much he walks around with now, but, you know, I'm pretty sure he comes down at 247. He feels a natural 147 pounder now. Uh Whereas, like myself, where I used to fight at 130 pounds, and I would walk around like maybe five pounds over the weight limit, and I had no trouble, not until the end, but, I mean, you know, you're looking at a guy who fought 14 years at the same weight class, Mm -hmm. so the body obviously wants to grow and, and, you know, get a little stronger, but, you know, I just didn't allow it. 
Um, I just think that, you know, it just depends on, on certain, certain um, metabolisms on the fighters. Okay. Were you impressed with Andre Ward the other night? I was very impressed with Andre Ward. Um, I think he did a phenomenal job of what he did. Uh, he was, I mean, he's just an exciting fighter, and we'll, we'll see, we'll see what, what happens after this. Okay. You look at Andre Ward, he's a true gentleman. You look at Robert Guerrero, another true gentleman. Paul right. Malinaji's a pretty good guy. I mean, he's, you know, Paulie's got a big mouth, but deep down inside, he's really a good-hearted guy. All three of these guys said if they were to fight Manny Pacquiao, they would demand random drug tests. They don't believe that Manny Pacquiao is doing things legitimately or they suspect that he's not doing things legitimately. If you were to fight him, would you be asking for random drug tests? You know, I, I'm not the type of guy that, that wants to impose and, and put rules down. I have no problem. If, if, I were, if they were to offer me a fight against Manny Pacquiao, if I was still fighting, I have no problem fighting Manny Pacquiao taking the drug or not taking the drug or doing this or doing that. I have no, no, no problem in fighting him any, any night. And the reason why is because he's human. Eventually, you hit a wall, it's going to fall, it's going to break, and that's what they got to do. You can't hit a guy in the face. You got to hit a guy in the body to tear it down. And that's something that, I'm, that people are not understanding, that Manny Pacquiao is not beatable by hitting him in the face. Manny Pacquiao is beaten by hitting him to the body. That is the great Gennaro Hernandez, folks. We wish you the very best as far as your recovery is concerned, man. And you know you're welcome on this show anytime you need, anytime you want to. And if you need me, I'd fly down there in a heartbeat for you. You realize that, right? You know, Beto, I have always appreciated you. I know you're a very great friend, a very good guy. Uh, anytime that you that you would like to hear anything about about my point of view or anything, your, my doors are open for you. You know, I would never say no to you because you're a, you're one of the best guys out there. Okay, do me a favor, say hello to that lovely wife of yours because she's a tremendous lady. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I would do that. I, you know, like I said to everybody, God bless everybody. Hope everybody has a good evening and Pedro, continue doing what you do best, and this is what you do best, right? You know, I, I was there's water in my eyes now. There was water in my eyes there. You can hear I was emotional. That was May 19, 2011. Three weeks later, June 4, 2011, here's Gennaro. My thing is that, you know what, we're all straight, so we know, like you said, nobody deserves to go out like this. And unfortunately, my my car was dealt with, you know, having to go out like this. And, well, you know, all, all I can say is that I had 45 great, great, wonderful years of life. I had 20 good, wonderful, great people behind me. All my boxing career, which is all the fans, all you guys from the first. You know, I love you guys. I appreciate all the everything you guys ever did for me. The great Janor Hernandez, of course, wrapping it up back in 2011. He would die three days later, June 7, 2011. That was the last interview with Chicanito, Janaro Hernandez. 38 and 2 as a pro, lost two fights to Floyd Mayweather and Oscar De La Hoya. No shame in that. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, a little tower to the break. You can be in love or be out of love, but never, never, never fall in love. Because you can't fall up, you just fall down, and all you hear is that lonely sound. 
Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-426-2301. 800-426-2301. That's 800 800- 426-2301. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The great Lenny Williams, of course, Say So, his latest hit. He's rocking and rolling, selling his stuff digitally. Can't sell them at record stores anymore. When I met Lenny, it was at a record store. I kid you not, Tower Records back in 1973, 74. Straight up, the godfather that is the great Lenny Williams. Available at LennyWilliams.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA, of course. As this is live, it's Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific time, the, the Sunday edition. Of course, the Saturday edition is Saturday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. But all of our shows are on Anchor.com. Our podcasts are at Anchor.com. My great producer, Scott Cuddy, puts these podcasts together, of course. And as I said, he's leaving us for a couple of weeks, so we're going to miss him without a doubt. Put it this way. Dominic can come here and he can do a decent job, but you can't fill the shoes of the cut, man. Just can't do it. 
Of course, I want to thank the cut, man. I want to thank the retired HBO godfather, my living legend himself, man, Mr. Larry Merchant. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, God, Mama. Happy Father's Day. And, of course, the memories there with Gennaro Hernandez. What can I say? That was riveting. At the end there, of course, three weeks before he died and then three days before he died. What a difference three weeks can make, huh, between life and death. Think about that today as you go on amongst your lifelong duties. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 35, make that 36 plus years now. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. You could be doing a million things right now, but you listen to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, and I, Pedro Fernandez, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This is Ring Talk 2020. <laughs>